Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Baird for this day 25 of month 6, 2023. You can join me in the Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verse 18, which will be our focus for this Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. beautiful day in the neighborhood. There's a nice little flicker of light that is cinching its way through the clouds. If you're looking out your windows, maybe you can see it. Uh, Anyway, I'm glad to be with you this morning. Mama Bell will not be with us. Mama Bell is experiencing some challenges and solicits your consideration and uh, heartfelt prayers in that matter. And so if you can uh, put her on not just your Sunday prayer list, but your uh, uh, your permanent prayer list, if you please, uh, that will be definitely something that she would uh, uh, enjoy uh, and appreciate you doing. At the top of the hour here, I want to uh, uh, share some things with you. Uh, July 29, at 8 a.m. in the morning, uh, I will or we will or whoever joins in with us will will, uh, celebrate year number six of our walks. We started these walks in, uh, what, 18, somewhere in there. We started them with uh, one uh, mile a month uh, all along the Elizabeth River Trail, started in at the Norfolk State hub, if you will, and made our way all the way to the Terminal Boulevard uh, area of the Elizabeth River Trail. And so we've done that, like I said, uh, for six years. And since then, we have done at least two walks a year, uh, one in uh, July and another one in December. And so the July walk is coming up here uh, on the day 29. Of, of next month, which will be July. We're going to get out there at 8 o'clock in the morning, about 7.30 to be precise, because it is July. And if you know anything about July, by 9 o'clock, you're not going to want to have any interaction outside with July. And so uh, we're going to get there. We're going to do our walk, and we're uh, looking to have some great uh, participation in this uh, in this event, and so uh, all of you who can pick them up and put them down, uh, come on by. We're going to look to see what else we can do while we're out there. So we, we're going to we're going to try to have some fun, even for the people who may not be able to pick them up and put them down. We're going to look to see what other options are available to us. So uh, as they say, stay locked and stay tuned. Also. 
keep in your prayers that next Sunday is uh, Independence Day. Uh, well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Some folks would tell you last Sunday was Independence Day, but you know that that is what it is. I'm not going to. The calendar recognizes next Sunday, actually next Tuesday, as Independence Day, but it will get celebrated all throughout the weekend. So we're going to have a moment of communion next Sunday morning. So go ahead and get your your your, uh, your elements, your bread and your and your wine, or as my friends say, bring me. Bring me my loaf and my liquor, and uh, we will uh, connect together with that on on next Sunday. Uh, I think that's about all that I have to share with you right now. Uh, uh, there are some prayer requests, I'm sure, that is on your brain and some thoughts that you would like to share, and we'll definitely have some time to do that in just a few moments. But before we get to that, Brother Dennis is here, and he can tell you all about independence. We'll get to that next Sunday, but he was one of the fine individuals that uh, used his talents, if you please, to to help defend the thing that we celebrate as independence. So we are definitely appreciating uh, him every time that we can and, and uh, fellow service members like him. I had some time yesterday with some service members. It was a very interesting conversation, and uh, I was excited about the outcome of it. And uh, there, there's definitely, Brother Dennis, some some progress. We've been talking about this for years, about how to uh, communicate and, and connect and even, dare I say, minister to our military, our service persons, not just. Uh, the active duty members, but their spouses, and even those who are no longer active. So that was a great conversation on yesterday. I just wanted to share that with you uh, while I had your attention. Well, good morning, Brother Dennis. How are you? Good morning, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. Uh, missing Mama Bell, like everybody else is, I'm sure. So uh, I don't have a piano, so I can't. I can't play on the keys, unfortunately. If I did, I couldn't play anyway, so. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you had a good uh, conversation yesterday, and uh, uh, we will definitely, definitely keep Mama Bell in prayer. Um, she is an integral part of our of our worship, and, uh, you know, um, be good to have her back. So we'll, we'll pray for those means, whatever God wants. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to First Virtual Church this uh Last Sunday in June. Wow. The month, the year is almost half over. Not really, but in in uh, calendar time, I guess it is. But, uh, you know, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully you'll enjoy your time with us. You'll learn something. You'll meditate with us. The most important, you'll pray with us. Not only today, but uh, this coming week. And that's uh, my prayer for you, that you pray not only today, but you pray every day. Spend time with God. It is important. The Bible tells us that we should meditate daily 
meditate on his words, open that book that he gave us and read it and study it because you'll learn something. Trust me, I guarantee it. But uh, you know, that's about the only thing I can guarantee nowadays, you know, that you'll learn from the Bible. Everything else in this world is just in this world. We have to store up what we need for what our future, our future life with God in heaven. And that's my prayer. So when you join us, you'll see that uh, God has a place for you. And that place is eternal life. Welcome, welcome. Hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy us. You'll be inspired by us. But most of all, you'll pray with us. And we just want to, again, welcome, welcome. Come today, come Wednesday, but most also come next week. Prepare for communion. Prepare for the celebration of our of our country's birth, and maybe also your rebirth. Your rebirth as we celebrate communion and uh, worship with God and fellowship with Jesus. That's important. Again, thank you for joining us. And I guess uh, the, the great pastor is going to come now and. And pray for us and pray with us. That's the game plan. But again, thank you. Thank you. Have a great have a great day and enjoy our service and our time together. Well, Brother Dennis, uh, the great pastor, I don't know who he is either. I I text him and uh there seems to be something uh, wrong with his phone. So he is not able to uh, to join us, but nonetheless, uh, it's a great opportunity to not just connect words. Uh, sometimes I believe in connecting in thought uh, to uh, not spend time uh, just chatting and yapping. You ever had a moment of peace and quiet? where you just sit and observe. Uh, my mother, I can throw her under the bus a little bit. We like to talk about uh, uh, certain members, if you will, of the faith who spend their time just being thankful for the birds that chirp, for the nice little sparrows that fly. I don't wish to criticize how you connect with your creator or to diminish your way of same, but you'll be surprised after you have cried out your heart and screamed your lungs out. If you went and took your blood pressure and your sugar afterwards, you would find that it would probably be sky high. There's a lot of energy that is expelled and crying and weeping. It's a lot of emotion and a lot of trauma to the body. It's a shock, if you please, to the system to spend it just throwing yourself emotionally at your creator. When, truth be told, the things that we are throwing ourselves at him for are things that have already been established have already been fulfilled. 
Jeremiah is recorded that before I formed thee in thy mother's womb, I had plans. I knew the end. I knew the story. I knew the intricate details. And so since that is already recorded, and and as a preacher that I uh, have had some time listening to said, since I am a believer of the God of the Bible, then I should not spend my time crying over things that he's already promised to fulfill. He promised to keep a roof over my head. He promised to keep food in my belly. He promised at my every need I will have a job. I will be able to uh, deal in not only my needs, but in some cases my wants especially when my wants connect with uh, his wants. He says he will give you the desires, that's your wants, of your heart. So since you know that, since we know that, then we don't need to spend time sitting here yapping and complaining and being frustrated by the circumstances of the day. But just sit in peace and quiet and be thankful. You went over and clicked that uh, little box on your wall. And that box on your wall was clicked because you were hot. No need to complain about the temperature being high. You got an air condition in your home. Some folks don't have that. And if they don't have air conditioning or if you don't have air conditioning, well, you may be able to make your way down to a local library and sit for a couple hours and read a book. You may be able to go down to a local coffee shop and sip on some Coca-Cola and read a book. You may get the pleasure of going to work today to make a few pennies, and while you're out there, you can Enjoy someone's else's air condition. There's always room for an escape. And so for that, we are thankful. You might have woke up this morning and you rolled over and you had a pile of papers on your bed. Those little gimmicks they call bills. You looked at them and you were frustrated and you were aggravated, and that high number, or should I say the outtake, is a little bit higher than the intake. Oh, you're going to be all right. Just look at him and say, well, I'm going to get him paid because he promised never to leave me, never to forsake me. He know I can't survive in this world without Uh, the things that I have, whether it's food, whether it's shelter. And so since my dear Lord knows that, then you have to help me pay these bills because if not, I'm going to lose my food and my shelter. So since I know what the end result is, I know you got to handle it, so I'm going to be all right. So just go ahead and stack them up and put them aside. They ain't do yet no way. You may go downstairs and it may not be what you want in the refrigerator, but, you know, the stove's still open. You have access to go and get you some collard greens, 
some watermelon, maybe some bacon and some eggs. Oh, yes, they high, but so is everything else. You'll be all right. If you don't get two eggs today, that's all right. You're fat anyhow. The high prices can cause you to go on a nice diet. You've been trying to figure out how to lose weight anyway. Well, the price is spiking. It gave you a reason. So we're thankful for that. Chicken is still in the store. As long as that's there, God still is real. And the moment the chicken leaves, that's when you need to start worrying. But as long as it's there, you'll be all right. We're thankful. As I said, the sun is peeking through the clouds. It's providing for a beautiful canvas with the backdrop of the trees. The birds are providing the greatest chorus known to man. It's peaceful and quiet in most of our environments. Some folks woke up to cement trucks this morning and big tires and gravel and heavy machinery and beeping and so forth. The only noise that you got to deal with is a 747, maybe by Delta, flying over your head. Your cousin's coming to town. I don't know which is better or worse, the 747 or your cousin. But either way, God's going to be with you. And we're thankful for that. We're thankful for the nice grass outside that you can walk your toes through. We might have a few mosquitoes out there, but that's all right, too. Home Depot got a special on repellent. Just go out there and kill them in Jesus' name. We're thankful for health and strength, the ability to hear to taste, and even to touch. We're thankful that somewhere between already and not yet, there is that blessing for you. That is that peace of mind for you. If you don't have it yet, because it ain't time yet. Some of you are looking at opportunities and you're looking at uh, ideas. You're looking at them and you're just staring at them and, and it's puzzling. But on the other side of the coin, that idea is still sitting there because it's not time. It has, it's still waiting for you. I drove past something and I just sat there and looked at it and said, well, you're still there. So obviously you're waiting for something. There's a possibility that you're waiting for me. But I'm waiting on my creation. We're both waiting. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait patiently, I say, for the Lord. That's what it says. So we're thankful for patience today. Patience in your home, patience with your family. We pray for patience on our family. Yes, your husband's crazy, but you're crazy too. Matter of fact, you're more crazy because you married him. 
Your wife might be retarded, but you retarded too because you went to the altar and agreed to that retardedness. So before we go and plead the blood against our retarded husbands and wives, say, Lord, I married this stupid. So I must be just as crazy as they are. So help us both. And I'm sure your husbands and your wives can find just as much to hate you for as you can for them. So we pray against hatred and against malice and understanding and communication will rest in our homes. Peace and quiet and collaboration. Unity will rest in our homes. That you'll be glad to see each other. When you walk in the door to be like Leave it to Beaver, you'll be so smiling and your smile will be surgically removed from your face because you're just so happy to see him. He's just so happy to see you. I pray for reuniting of hearts and rekindling of fire. New babies being born because y'all just can't stop touching each other. And then I pray for careers. I pray for desires and passions, for the funding of those desires and those passions. Nothing in the world works without money. Solomon says, Solomon said that, not Solomon. Some folk might call him Solomon, but that's again. Tomato, tomato, I guess. But Solomon said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Then he also said that money answers all things. So there's nothing new under the sun. People have been broke and struggling before. People have been trying to figure it out before. People have been scratching and clawing before. You're not the first, and you certainly won't be the last. And also that there's a need for resources in, in the world. God knows that. That goes back to providing your every need, your resources, your passion, your dreams are needs. He said, every man will work by the sweat of their brow, but then he also said, I have plans, I have a purpose, I ordain. So obviously he knew that in that ordaining, that purpose and that plan, it required me to work, so he knows I need some money. All he's waiting is you to calm down and just relax a little bit. And finally, just ball all those things up and scoop it up in one gigantic exhale, inhale, should I say, and then let it all out. Realizing that soon and very soon all things will be put in place. Those are the things that we're grateful for on this morning. 
And before I conclude, I did a lot of yapping, but there might be some things that I've missed that you just want to share. We'll give you a few moments to throw those things out. Please forgive me as I talked about taking all those things up and inhaling them. I should have realized that you probably need some time to gather them. It's a lot of stuff. you got to collect that stuff. So we'll give you a few moments to collect it all up, lay it out. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief. Oft escape the tempter's snare by thine return. Sweet hour of prayer. The joys I feel, the bliss I share of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. And all those in agreement with this prayer respond with a howdy. Amen. 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 John, chapter 10. John chapter 10, Uh, we're going to do two parts of this.
want to I want to market so that I won't get lost in the sauce, if you will. I don't know if I will finish this today, so let me go ahead and make a disclaimer. But John chapter 10, verse 10, and also verse 18 is where we'll find ourselves. In verse 10, it says, A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Verse 18 No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. Go back to 10 and read it again. A thief comes to kill and steal and destroy. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. And those in agreement with the word and believe in the God of the Bible also respond with a howdy. Amen. Amen. I must confess to you, in the fear of being completely honest and transparent, and I I don't do this uh, feeling any type of way, and what I mean by that is anybody who can go and, and criticize or discuss, if you please, I think we have to take a moment of awareness. Uh, when we talk about people being depressed or people having moments of depression, moments of, of uh, suicidal thoughts, if you please, or moments of, of death thoughts, we have to distinguish between the two. Some folks hear of wanting to die and they lump everybody into the same category. No, you cannot lump people who just want to die in the same category of people who are considering removing themselves. The old slaves had some moments when they just wanted to die. They had been beaten and battered and destroyed, and and they had been just put down emotionally and physically, and they came up with the idea of old freedom. Oh, freedom, oh, freedom over me. And before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my... They were willing to die for what they believed in. They were okay if death took them. They were okay if if they were just removed from the earth. They had been tired for so long that they were just ready to go. There's a difference that people who have been on the battlefield of life for so long and they've cried and and struggled and cried and struggled and struggled and cried and, and they've been to the meetings and they've been beat up and they've 
been criticized and they just put down and every waking minute of their life is just always in agony and sometimes they're just praying, God, I'm ready to go. There's a difference in the people who are in that mentality and the folks who just cannot see the forest for the trees. But even in that mentality, there is this assurance that as long as you're breathing, there is a possibility of hope. And the reality of it is that the reason for your continued breathing is because you just haven't found that purpose yet. You just haven't found that mission yet. You haven't been introduced, if you please, to the plan those plans that were talked about in Brother Jeremiah, you haven't been introduced yet. You, you're still in the, in the running for it. You're still in search of it. You're still in the journey or on the journey for those plans. All that being said, it gives me, uh, takes me back to my moment of confession as a moment of depression. I'm no special person. Oh, he's the preacher. So we have to be more aware. We have to stop and pray for the preacher. Well, that's good. Pray for everybody as far as I'm concerned. The preacher ain't no different. He's just a guy that yaps a lot. But every man born a woman, the Bible says, we believe in the God of the Bible. And it says every man born a woman. It didn't say every preacher. It didn't say every politician. It didn't say every highfalutin, every potentate. It said every person born of woman. Days are few and full of hell. Oh, I'm sorry. It said trouble. Trouble, hell, tomato, tomato. And so you have those dark moments those moments of darkness and despair and those moments when you can water your begonias with your tears. And then you come to a realization. Oh, I had a good realization when I was laying in my pit of depression Friday. I sat there with my eyes closed all day. The temperature turned down to a nice, comfortable degrees. The lights was out. The fan was accompanying or complimenting the wonderful air that was coming from the vents. And I was laying there sipping on some Pepsi, and it popped into my brain. What are you doing, boy? What are you doing? To give you some context, I had just uh, recently in the week received a nice little message from some folks. Some folks had told me they were going to run me out of town, that they were going to uh, destroy my life, that I was everything but a child of God. I could tell you some of the things they called me, but it ain't worth nothing. And then on Thursday or Wednesday or something, they had a little program, and they shut me out. Seven years of my life, they shut me out. and decided that I didn't want no credit. They won't give me no credit. And that bummed me until the good Lord showed me what they put out there. And they said, boy, you want your name on that garbage anyway. And from there, it hit me. 
like a ton of bricks had hit me. And part of that was listening, grandmother called, mama called, and everybody was pretty much saying the same thing, and they, they were just yapping. You know how parents do when they see the children in trouble. They just yap. Sometimes you ain't trying to hear that yap, but they just yap. Because they try and encourage your heart. They're trying to nurse you. I, I, I watch those monkeys. I told you about those monkeys I watch on, on the YouTubes. And, and, and they're trying to clean the babies. And the babies is trying to get away. But mama keep grabbing them by the tail. Because mama got to clean. Mama got to nurse. The baby don't want you to nurse. Mama got to get the crud out your eyes. You don't want to be. Mama, I'm trying to go over here to my girlfriend. and you, My boyfriend's over here. He's looking at me. His eyes all pretty and stuff. And you trying to get this crust. Let me go. Let him lick it out my eyes, mama. And the more you try to go, mama's pulling you by the tail. Mama got the nurse. You know how mama is. But I was listening to them and grandmama and mama and a couple other folks called and and it clicked. Nobody can take what God has for you, not even God can take what he has for you. Once he has given it to you, he cannot take it back. He says, I'm a man that shall not lie, nor the son of man that I shall not repent. So the only one that can cost you is you. And that's when the light bulb went off. Oh, they can tell you they're going to run you out of town. Can't nobody run you out of nowhere. Oh, they can tell you that you're not going to be invited to their, their nice little $75 plate, two chicken legs, five string beans, and some drizzle. I got string beans at home. And if not, Walmart, Food Line, Harris Titters, and all them other places still open. I go buy my own daggone string beans. By the way, I heard that there's a sale on some chicken legs somewhere. You keep your two little chicken legs. I go buy me a whole pack of them, two pounds for 99 cents. Oh, they can tell you that they're not going to let you sit on their boards. Just a bunch of stuck-up folks that don't know their head from their behind. You don't need that either. And then it hit me again, as I said. All that hit me. See, before that was just words, but when it actually starts to make sense to you, they tried to exclude me from a, a park that they created. And, and like I said, I, you go look at the thing. It's trash. I don't want my name on it. But while they were excluding me from this particular piece of business, over across the bathtub known as the James River, I was talking with people, and we were talking about how to create two, three more parts in one day. And that's when the second piece hit me. I watched this show called Burn Notice. I love Burn Notice. Burn Notice is a seven-series Action drama came out 2013, somewhere now. It's still on Hulu or 
or uh, you can buy the series on whatever uh, devices that you collect your uh, entertainment. But I thought about the theme of burn notice. And the theme of burn notice, uh, please forgive me if I butcher it, but, but it begins with my name is Michael Weston and I used to be a spy. And he goes into all the different things. He says, they can't take, watch this, they can't take what's in your head. So all they can do is try to figure out how to completely isolate you, how to force you from operation, how to shut you down, how to depress you, how to put you in the fetal position, because the only way they can destroy you is to try to find a way to just make you kill yourself. Because as long as you're breathing, they can't take what's in your head. I come to the conclusion that's why some folks don't like to teach nobody. They don't like to teach people because they are afraid that if I train you, you might grow up to be somebody and you'll be better than me. So if I don't tell you nothing, then I can assure, at least for myself, you won't be nothing. Because once it's in your head, That's the only place on planet Earth they can take your car, but if you've got good sense, you can get another one. They can take your house, but if you've got good sense, you can get another one. They can take your job, but if you've got good sense, you can get another one. The only thing they can't take is your good sense. And so they work on you that talk about you, that turn folks against you, that have folks talking about you, have folks calling you, telling you a whole bunch of garbage, working on your psyche, working on your mental health, trying to, act, trying to convince you and force you to act out of character. That's how they get you. But if you ever come to the conclusion, if the light bulb ever comes on, and you realize that somebody, you know, I had a thought. There was this lady some time ago when I was working at one of the churches. I'm not going to name any names because, you know, they might still be living. God bless your heart. They might still have these circle meetings. They were having these circle meetings. And uh, they would go and and. and in these meetings, talk about folks. Y'all, y'all know about committees, especially y'all Presbyterians. All y'all do is eat and have committee meetings. And uh, they were in this committee meeting, and they came. I came in the door of the church, and they said, Eric Deshaun Barrett, uh, my whole government. This is before EDB. This is before the marketing that he is saying. This is just when I was Eric and, and nobody really knew my whole government. You calling my whole government. What you calling my whole government for? She walked up and she said, we've been talking about you. 
We've been sitting there the last three hours, and we just can't figure out anything about you. We don't know what it is. It's just something about you that we can't do. We just can't get with something. It's something. And, and she got this nasty-looking, stuck-up look on her face. And there was a preacher who came, Kurt Breland. He's now left us. He came by, and he pat me on the shoulder. He said, it's a daggone shame, ain't it, Eric? I said, what? He said, them old hags ain't got nothing better to do. You'd wonder why biscuits so high. They went home and made them one or two. We can have some food around here. But they ain't got nothing better to do than to sit around and talk about folks. More specifically, talk about you. We talk about you for you ain't got no job. You ain't got no money. You're barely struggling. Back then, I had a truck with three good tires, and one was was lopsided. I don't know where that lopsided tire came from. And they're talking about me. They're riding around in Lexuses, BMWs, and Jaguars, and Genesises, and did I say Lincolns? Cadillacs. And you talking about a boy riding around a 1997 beat-up Ford with three good tires and one looked like it belonged on a, on a, on a, on a Ford somewhere. It wasn't even a truck tire. Oh, that was embarrassing to me. I was so glad when I got that good tire put back on that truck. 289.16 was the tire that was supposed to go on the truck, but we had 292.16, I believe it was, and that other one was a 276. God knows how that truck held up. Are you talking about me? You ain't got nothing better to do. Then I realized it ain't the money. It ain't the position. It's not the car you drive. It's not the IRAs. It's not the retirement. It's not... What you did for a living is not who your parents were. It's not any of those things. No, no, no. They see something that you can't see. The reality of it is you don't spend a lot of time in the mirror. You should look in the mirror. Just open the door and just look in the mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me. What's it all? Why do people speak of me in frustration after conversation they be? Tell me what it is I miss that cause all these fine folks to be so hallelujah, bless God. You look in the mirror. And try to see in yourself what you're missing. You're missing something about you. You sure is. I've come to the conclusion that I'm missing something. I must confess to you I haven't found out what it is. I talked to some guys last night. They said, I'm jealous of you. Why? You could take your shirt off in public. 
make girls do things that I wish I could do. I take my shirt off, people. Uh. See, 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 when you're sitting down with boys, that when they take their shirt off, the girls get happy in one region, and when you take it off, they get sick in the other. You know, but you jealous of me? And then it clicked to me again. It doesn't matter how your pecs look, if you got a six-pack or a 12. If you don't have bags under your eyes, if your hair's in a perfect position, if you got good eyelashes, got some mascara, if you got the perfect figure, 26, 32, 26, Doesn't matter all that stuff. But it's something that people see that they want from you. It's something in your head. It's something in your heart that that they realize that they can't stop it. So they just sit there and they just hate it. And they hate it in front of you with a hope that they can convince you to give it up. Your enemies come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. They come to kill your character They come to kill your self-esteem. They come to kill your morale. They come to kill your mental health. They come to steal your identity. They come to steal your capabilities. They come to steal your opportunities. And they come to destroy your life. But no man can kill. I got the greatest protection of all time. No ADT couldn't do it. Their deals and rates won't worth nothing. Rain door system is a beautiful thing. I love them, but you know, I, I found somebody that had better premiums. Fiat's got some great cameras, and they got the door cameras and the uh, sensor lights and all sorts of things. Beautiful piece of technology, but but. But even though that was free, I still had to pay something for that. But, but I found something that had a price I could afford, a price I was willing to pay, that premium price that I was willing to pay was F-R-E-E, paid in full by another donor. And in that package, I, I get not only protection of my home through uh, sensors and, and watching, I, I get protection inside. I got cameras inside my house. And not only that, I got identity theft. I got fraud and, and banking solutions. I, I, I got job security. I, I got IRA protection. I, all of those things are included in one package. So they can't steal from me. And then destroy, I got great insurance. that he that has begun a great work is able 
to complete it. So, 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 so they can't kill. They can't steal because I got a good insurance policy. And they can't destroy because my insurance policy covers all three. That's a great policy. I got death insurance, fraud and financial insurance, and fine rescue. So then how do they get in? Because that stuff didn't come because I went and solicited it. No, he said, before I formed you. All of those things was put in place. So how is it when you lay in waddling depression, when you respond to their stupidity, when you continue to deal and they why are you hanging out with these folks? Why do you still think you need them? Why you still think you got to call them for? Well, Eric, I'm trying to set you up. I don't need you to set me up for nothing. Who are you? I was set up before I even knew who you were. As a matter of fact, I was set up before the world knew who both of us were. So who do you set me up? I don't need you to get me no job. I don't need you to get me an opportunity. Sometimes at the fear of being boastful, you have to look at my junk better than yours. You ever, you ever heard somebody talk to somebody, and please forgive me, I, this might sound a little snobby, but I don't mean to, but I have had some conversations with folks, and I went to look at their junk, went and looked at mine. Why well, I need you for? You a downgrade to what I got. And yours come with payment. Again, please forgive me that sounds snobby. That didn't mean to sound snobby. That meant to be a mental health booster. That you don't have to take stuff off of folks that got less than you are. That's below where you are. They're not trying to set you up. They're trying to get set up through you. I learned that lesson in this last week. And my final lesson that I learned in this last week, over the last six months or something, there's been a national crisis, an international crisis for that matter. The international crisis that has happened mostly out of China, because you know everything comes out of China. Smallpox, syphilis, COVID, the American economy has all come out of China. Out of China, there is seemingly a, a problem, a problem that is second only to his neighbor, India. And what that problem is, is a population problem. Too many folks is born, ain't enough people dying. Too many folks going to bed, ain't nobody going to the grave. And so because of that, the population is shifting 
at an alarming rate. There are more people than jobs, more people than housing, more people than resources. And most importantly, there are more people than problems. What do I mean by that? With the greatest, with the great number of people that are being born, I've come to the conclusion you could tell one person to go jump in a river a day and not run out. So be quick to tell people to bug off. Take you a proverbial can of raid and just tell them to bug off. And you will find that when you start spraying raid, people will attract to you because, if anything, they want to know where you got the raid from because they got some folks they want to bug off to. You can build your own community. We call it the bug off community. There are more people for you. There are people for you that you haven't even met yet. There are people for you that you haven't even talked to yet. There are people begging, salivating, trying to figure out how to make your acquaintance. They didn't heard some things. The Queen of Sheba. She had heard through the various provinces, through the various reigns and kingdoms about a little man, and when she met him, she was so excited because she said, the half has never been told. There are people who are waiting to hear the other half of the story. They didn't heard the crazy part, but they're waiting. They're just dying. I got to hear the other half. This boy sounds interesting. You're sitting in depression over these few idiots. And there's a whole world waiting to be your friend. There's a whole world waiting to be in your company. There's a whole world waiting to bask in your wisdom. There's a whole world waiting to be in your presence, to eat your good cooking. There's a whole world waiting to share with your stories. There's a whole world waiting. The only one that can stop you from from facing and meeting your public is you. My prayer today is that you would not allow the infidels and the ignorance, the hoobla and the malarkey, the stupidity and the dummies, may you not fall victim to the violent hand of the stupid. But may you face your public with poise. Face your public with joy. Face your public knowing that you have one of the greatest gifts in the world to offer, the blessing of your creator. This is your story. Please sing your song. And praise your Savior all the day long, my dear grandmother. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope 
through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now the God of peace be with you all. Most holy and all wise fathers, we come this morning. We thank you for all things. We thank you, O God, you first forgave us for all our sins. You washed us, you cleansed us. We thank you for the strength to stand tall and cry loud. Because, God, anything we have done, you forgave us, and you have set our feet on solid ground. And we just thank you this morning. Bless the word that we have heard this morning. Help us to look to you from whence cometh our health and strength. Help us to rejoice in you because, God, you love us so much. We thank you this morning for the word that we have heard. Help us to be strong, be courageous, be willing to trust you in every situation. We just thank you this morning. Be with this listening audience, God. You know what each one of us stand in need of. But we pray this morning that you will give us that strong power to stand and be encouraged and to do as you have called us to do, that we may work the gifts that you have given us. Oh, God, we just thank you this morning. Bless us this morning. Keep us encouraged, and we trust you, and we say thank you. We give you thanks in all things because you told us, give you thanks in all things because you are good, because your mercy endure forever. Morning by morning, new mercies you give us, and we say thank you. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. We give it to you because it's yours, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. God bless you.